Welcome to the show about your kid's secret life, an inside peek at what today's kids are really doing online and with technology. Each week, you'll hear the latest trends and get tips to keep them safe while keeping your sanity. So here are your hosts, cybersecurity experts, best-selling authors, and parents of four teens, Lisa and Chris Good. Hey everyone, welcome to the show where we're gonna dive into technology, culture, social media, trends, and all the stuff that kids today are into. Some things you may know about, but fair warning, most you don't. Let's jump into Your Kid's Secret Life. I'm your guide through this crazy journey, Lisa Good. We've made it to the third week of 2021. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm still in 2020. Or, as one of my friends who lives in California said last week on Facebook in a picture post, well, it looks like 2021 just looked at 2020 and said, here, hold my beer. Yep, that about sums it up. Or, if you're like me, I often think, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone and I should wake up any second now. But guess what? I don't. See, I'm showing my age here. Although I'm gonna be completely transparent, I was born in the 1970s and the Twilight Zone was canceled in 1964. But my mom watched the reruns. Ha, do you remember those? All right, I'm gonna move on. And we normally just jump right in and a lot of what I cover is serious and often heavy. So as my New Year's resolution this year, prompted by my 15 and 17 year old daughter saying, mom, can you just lighten up a little? You're always so serious. Well, I'm going to start every episode off with something humorous, whether it's a funny joke or a meme that's trending with the kids or something funny that's going on online, whether it's in a game or on social media. So let's kick this off with something funny and heartwarming. The latest trending thing on TikTok is a sea shanty. Woo, say that three times, sea shanty, by the folk band, The Longest Johns, called The Weller Man. What? <laughs> now, if you haven't seen this yet, or if your kids who have TikTok aren't walking around the house singing some crazy Irish song about whalers and rum, let me explain. First, a sea shanty is what's known as a working song that's designed to help sailors keep time while doing repetitive tasks. And I'm just guessing here, but probably like swabbing the deck, maybe? Now, these types of songs are found in nautical-themed movies. A recent example would be Blow the Man Down. Now note, I haven't seen this movie, so I can't comment on the movie or its contents, but based on the research I did, Apparently, some of the songs in it would be considered a sea shanty. Okay, so back to TikTok. This group, the Longest Johns, are an acapella folk music band. Think pitch perfect, but with guys from the UK and not in college and not cursing and stuff. Now, these guys sing incredibly catchy songs, some from the 19th century, and most of them are considered sea shanties. They were playing an online game called Sea of Thieves, which of course is about pirates. And during their game, they would just bust into songs singing their various songs, one of which is called The Weller Man. The players loved it and went crazy. 
and it just spread and more people started playing the game in hopes that they would get to hear these guys sing. It spread from the game to Tumblr and then iFunny and Instagram and then it made its way to TikTok where people, mostly kids, try to sing the song together in acapella. I'd rather see and hear kids trying to do this than some crazy dangerous challenge. And you'd be surprised how good some of these kids sound. So if your kids have TikTok and you see or hear them doing this, don't judge. Remember, there are dangerous things they could be doing. Just sit back, close your eyes, and imagine you're sailing the high seas. While we're talking about TikTok and viral songs, we've talked about the Cardi B song, WAP, in a prior episode. I've encouraged you that if you haven't heard this song and you have kids who have social media, that you should Google this song, not on a computer or device that your kids have access to, so that you know what your kids are being exposed to. I've had parents approach me and say, you know, Lisa, you said to do that, and I did, and I was shocked that something like that song was being played on the radio. And I thought to myself, yeah, my kids are in private or Christian school. They don't know about that song. Boy, was I wrong when they started talking, when I started talking to them about what songs their friends are listening to. You see, that's the thing with social media and smartphones. It doesn't matter how you think you've raised your kids where you live, or whether your kids have social media or not, you can't keep today's culture out, which is why it's important to talk about things, even though it's uncomfortable and you'd rather not. Well, it appears that Cardi B is on the side of do as I say, not as I do. Apparently, Cardi B was doing a live video dancing and lip syncing to her hit song, WAP and her two-year-old daughter walked into the room and she abruptly stopped the video. Hmm, her fans were not impressed. One of her fans posted, so your daughter can't listen to it, but everybody else's daughter can at I am Cardi B? And another fan posted, aw, okay, exactly what I've been saying. You have an agenda to push with that trash blank song that your label has. Disgusting. Well, Cardi B clapped back at her fans arguing that she doesn't make music for kids. Her exact comment was, was, you ready? You needs to stop with this already. I am not Jojo Sawa. I don't make music for kids. I make music for adults. Parents are responsible on what their children listen to or see. I'm a very sexual person, but not around my child, just like every other parent should be. Oh, that's rather interesting, right? One of her fans responded to her and said, and if you make music for adults, stop retweeting and liking kids dancing and singing along to your swear word then. <laughs> National Public Radio, NPR, you know, the station that we all fund with our tax dollars, named WAP the best song of 2020 prior to the new year and chastised its critics as moral crusaders. Others have targeted critics of this song, also known as parents, who don't want their kids listening to this on radio stations as zealots and moral grandstanders. 
Now, if you've heard the lyrics to this song, you'd probably say, okay, yeah, I don't want my kids listening to that. You Guess what? You're a zealot and a moral grandstander. If you haven't heard the song, and you should, and then you judge for yourself whether your 7, 10, or even 14-year-old should be singing and doing TikTok videos imitating that song. Now remember, I told you a lot of young teen girls in the 14, 15, 16-year-old range that are dancing and doing TikTok videos to this song, their videos are ending up on Pornhub for gentlemen to purview. Just FYI there. Now I believe we live in a free country and people can sing anything they like. I also believe that we as parents have a responsibility to raise moral, civil, and responsible young adults. If the person who wrote and recorded that song won't let her own child hear or sing that song, you know, she's kind of, for lack of better words, embarrassed, that should be a red flag to the rest of us parents. Now, okay, it's time for a bit more serious. Let's talk about Twitch. If you've got kids who are gamers, you may be familiar with Twitch. And if you're not, your kids are. Twitch is the most popular live streaming platform for gaming. Twitch users watched 1.8 billion, with a B, hours of content, aka gamers, in November. There are many celebrities. There's NBA, NFL, musicians, and actors that all have a Twitch account. You know, a big deal for gamers is to get their channel or stream featured on the main Twitch page. Last week, one of Twitch's featured partners went on a horrific racist rant against white people on their homepage. Yep, they did. Now, what's interesting about this is that this Twitcher, known by the handle Critical Bard, was placed on Twitch's homepage after Twitch took down another popular streamer because that person had made an unacceptable comment about the Capitol Hill incident. Now, it took a large group of parents to get the Critical Bard removed from the Twitch homepage. I'm gonna give you just a few of his comments that I feel I can actually say on air. Ready? Here's one. Quote, I'm saying that when you say white lives matter, they don't. And I'll say that again, whether I'm a Twitch partner or not, just so you know. White lives don't matter because white lives aren't a thing, unquote. Wow, okay. So up next, he said, quote, I don't care about your white feelings. I don't, I don't, I refuse. If you don't like what I stand behind or behind those words, leave. I'll hold the door and I'll hold the door open for you. Sorry. There is no such thing as being racist to a white person. They are the only racists that exist, end quote. Now, both of those comments and all the others that I can't say on air, and there are several, were not only on his Twitch chat, they're also on his Twitter account. Now, he did try to delete them, but you know how the internet works. Many, many, many people grab screen grabs of all his tweets and save them, so they'll always exist. Now, after Twitch removed him from being featured on their homepage, 
Now notice I didn't say they removed him from their platform because they didn't. He's still live streaming and gaming on Twitch. He just lost the privilege of being the featured partner and being shown to Twitch's millions of users on their homepage. Here is what he said about his removal on Twitter. Quote, I hope future pog champs are not just prepared for kickback, but for the ways these folks will twist anything you say into making you look like a villain in their privileged story. I expected racism. I didn't expect the chaos that followed. Unquote. Wow. I mean, I guess if he really feels the way he does, he can stand by that. Again, it's America and you're free to say what you want. However, I can't imagine if someone said that about a person of color. And if they did, that would be considered racist. The bottom line is, in this instance, he made himself the villain. What he said is at worst highly racist and bigoted and at best incredibly hypocritical. His ideas that racism can't exist against white people is a product of shallow thinking born out of bigotry. Racism isn't born into babies or kids. It's taught. Why is this important and why do you need to know this? Your kids are living in this gaming world and more than likely they're on this platform. And if they're, they don't have an active account, they're watching games played on this platform. And they're seeing, reading, or listening to this type of talk in the game chats. And Critical Bard isn't the only one. This is, this is very active throughout all the gamers. Racism in any form from anyone, no matter what color their skin, is wrong. And as a parent, it's important for you to talk about these things. Yeah, I know, you wouldn't think you'd need to have such serious conversations because they're just playing games, right? Or they're just watching someone play a game. Nope, that's not how today's world works. Today's games aren't like playing the Atari or the first Nintendos, you know, the Mario Brothers, that were out. If you aren't talking to your kids about what they're seeing, hearing, and being exposed to on gaming sites, whether it's Twitch or Discord, the people who they are playing with are. And those people are educating your kids. They are forming their opinions and they have way more influence over your kids than you can imagine. I encourage you to talk to your kids about how to treat others online and in person. And even if you think you've covered such things as you shouldn't judge someone on the color of their skin but by their character, you may want to have that conversation again. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and stay tuned for our next topic. Wouldn't it be great to stay up to date without being overwhelmed? It's possible and easy. Just sign up for our free cyber alert emails. We take the guesswork out of knowing what's going on with kids and technology. We provide the essentials that parents, grandparents, and adults working with children should know in today's digital world. Just visit yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio and sign up today. Welcome back. In keeping with my 2021 New Year's resolution of starting each episode with something funny, Here's one of the memes that I've seen trending that I think is funny. It's just a text picture and it says, I'd like to cancel my subscription to 2021. 
I've experienced the free 14-day trial and I'm not interested. Please refund ASAP. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what it feels like, right? Okay, let's review one of the most hyped up games that came out last year, but with the pandemic has really taken off. Cyberpunk 2077. Are your kids playing this game? If so, have you either sat down and watched them play this game or have you played this game? If you haven't done either, let me just say that this game is not for kids. Sometimes I won't talk about a certain game because it's rated as mature 17 plus, meaning that it's obviously not for younger kids. But something I've learned over the past year is that there are a lot of parents being talked into letting their kids play games that young people should not be playing because they're bored and stuck at home. And let's face it, you're trying to work while juggling them at home full time. I get it. Sometimes as parents, we say, yes, yeah, okay, okay, while our head is buried in our work and we weren't really listening and we don't realize what it is we just said our kids could watch or play. Well, this game falls into that category. It should be a no-brainer that younger kids shouldn't be playing this game. However, I'm finding that that's really not the case. Cyberpunk 2077 is one of the biggest video game releases in history. And if you got a gamer, chances are they know about this game. Now the review I'm about to share is short and based on watching some other gamers play. I'm gonna tell you out the gate, none of my kids are playing this game, not even my 21 year old. Cyberpunk 2077 is this is how they describe it. It's an open world action adventure story that's set in Night City. Like think of New York or Hollywood or, you know, Gotham City, which is obsessed with power, glamour, and body modification. You play as V, a mercenary outlaw, going after a one-of-a-kind implant that is key to immortality. And for fun, Keanu Reeves, the real Hollywood actor, is in the game as John, Johnny, they, John, you can call him John, but Johnny Silverhand, who is a supporting prog prognostist throughout the game. Ooh, that was a mouthful. Now, the game is filled with everything that makes a game mature. There's nudity, sexual innuendo and content, violence, blood, gore, extreme language, lots of adult themes, drug use, Users can customize their characters' gentiles. Naked women holograms can be seen in the strip clubs. There are sex shops throughout the city. I could go on and on, but I think you get the picture. This game has a very mature plot and covers very mature story themes. Now, one of the game designers, Powell Sasko, did an interview with a Polish radio station. And here's how he describes the game he helped design. Cyberpunk 2077 presents a movie-like story for an adult audience that deals with real contemporary issues. Ah, okay, so it's kind of like a video game that mimics real life. Yeah, okay. He says that their games are not toys and are not for children. He says, in today's culture, we try to avoid difficult subjects, but they don't shy away from these in the game. In fact, he says the game is loaded with them. 
and they want people to think for themselves and it will be up to them, the people in the game, to decide what our morality is. He then continues, the game will allow you to look at things from different perspectives, so knowing them, it will rarely be a black and white situation we find ourselves in. The goal is to keep the player on the edge of his seat by telling a breathtaking story. Wow, okay, that sounds interesting. I will tell you that the themes I saw in this game included gender identity and body modification, political corruption, and corporate greed, including violence against all types of people, their enemies, police, criminals, and well, basically everyone. You know, kind of like real world today, 2021. And while these topics are real and important in this day and age, again, like I said, 2021, these topics should be discussed with parents or other adults that have your kids' best interests at heart. Whether it be the opinions of friends on social media or the developers of this video game, a 12-year-old, well, I'd even say a 15-year-old, isn't equipped mentally to unpack these complex issues presented in this content. It, it was actually quite shocking when I watched parts of this game. I'm, I've always said, more is caught than taught. And I truly believe that the content consumed by our kids help develop their attitudes, their beliefs around the world, including how they should treat people and how they feel the world should treat them. Now, Cyberpunk 2077 is set in a world of very absolute beliefs that honestly could be contrary to those you're trying to instill into your kids and what your family believes. This game is no-go for us. I encourage you to sit down and do some game watching on this one before you just turn your kids loose with it. All right, we're going to move on to the next topic, and this topic's serious. Before I jump in, I want to preface it with this. Please listen to this from a parent's point viewpoint as, as a parent and not a political one. This is about an adult how, however, the reason I'm talking about it is that it should make all parents, every single one of us, seriously consider not letting our kids have social media until they're adults. And when I say adults, I mean like out of high school, they've graduated. So here it goes. Last week, a retired firefighter's life was torn apart after a Twitter mob falsely accused him of murdering a Capitol Police officer in D.C., unless you've been living under a rock or in a cave or maybe on the beach with no TV, you've heard about what happened in Washington, DC. I'm not gonna talk about that. I'm, I'm just not even gonna get into that. However, folks on social media have been trying to cancel and dox people who were at the president's rally and the Capitol on January 6th. But they're not just going after the people who actually violated the law. They're going after some of the thousands of people who were there peacefully, and there were a lot of people there peacefully who were not involved in any illegal acts. Not to mention, because they're not the police, the people on social media, they're going after and wrongly identifying people who, who weren't even there and weren't involved at all, like this gentleman, David Quintaval. There was a video circulating of a man throwing a fire extinguisher toward a group of police officers. 
He was accused by people on social media, Twitter and Facebook, of being the man who threw a fire extinguisher at Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. Now, there are different reports as to whether the police officer was struck. But a picture was then circulated of the man who allegedly threw the fire extinguisher at the group of officers with what appeared to be a fire department cap on his head. He basically had a hat on that had the fire department insignia on it. Now, people on social media claimed it was David Quintaval without any evidence, but it wasn't true. David is a retired Chicago firefighter, and he wasn't anywhere near the incident at the time. He was having a birthday dinner for his wife and his Chicago police officer's son in attendance over 600 miles away. According to David, he got a phone call from a friend who said, you should see what they Twittered about you. Someone on Twitter pulled up photos of him and said, here's the guy, and the snowball started. He started getting death threats, people accusing him of being a murderer. He had TV news media camped outside his house. He had to get police protection outside his own home, and he had to hire an attorney. Oh, and his son is a police officer who they are also trying to cancel or dox. His attorney said they had presented all the evidence to the FBI that David had nothing to do with it, and the police have in fact arrested another man, Robert Sanford from Pennsylvania, who was formerly with the Chester Fire Department. See that CFD? As the person who threw that fire extinguisher. Now, David had friends on Twitter who defended him and replied to those posting that, uh, hello, he, he's in Chicago, he's not in D.C. The people on Twitter, most of their responses consisted of either very foul language and hateful comments or, yeah, right. Or my very favorite one is they accused his friends of being bots, you know, robots, because they didn't have a lot of followers. So they thought that these people were bots sent to post this quote unquote misinformation, as they call it. I mean, yikes. Woo. So here's what his attorney's statement was to the press just the other day. Social media has killed David Quanavell. This has been an absolute disaster to him personally and his family. There's a cop car outside his house. It's over a picture that kind of looks like him because people sitting behind a keyboard with no proof or evidence are throwing out these tweets and they're wrong. Holy smokes, it's eye-opening how terrifying social media can be when something like this happens. End quote. Woo! Now, here's where this comes into play for, for you and I as parents. Twitter and all of the social media platforms have in their terms of service that if you bully or dox, which is the same thing as trying to cancel someone, you know, where you post their personal information, their phone number, their date of birth, their house, pictures of their house, their license plate, pictures of their car, where they work, their work phone number, where their kids go to school. That's what people are doing and that's what they did to this man. Supposedly, if you do any of these things, social media, all the social media platforms, they will pull your account. 
or they will suspend your account until you take those posts down. Well, guess what? These tweets and posts accusing this man of a crime that he didn't commit and the FBI has already cleared him of are still up on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Now, I'm sorry to say, in today's world where everyone carries a smartphone and their camera's always on and it's connected to social media, there is no such thing as innocent until proven guilty. That's gone, folks. And this mob justice mentality isn't going to go away as long as social media exists. It's, it's just going to keep going. And I fear that it's really going to be worse. It's just going to get worse. Now, even though this guy, like I said, he's already been cleared by the FBI. They've already, they've already got the guy who really did this. Guess what? He's still being harassed. He's still getting death threats. His wife's afraid to leave the house. His son will most likely have to be transferred to a different police station or just quit and do something different just to save his own life. That's crazy, right? Now, just think about this. This man's retired. That means he's most likely in his 60s, but he's never going to escape this. Now, imagine for just a minute, if you could, if this was your 15, 16, or 18-year-old child, what kind of future would they have? Can you imagine when a college or future employer searched for them online and this is what they found? Can you imagine what you as their parent would be put through? You might lose your job or be passed up for that promotion or some crazy person might try to hit your car or shoot you because they think you did something you didn't. And social it's still out there in the world and social media. The world is crazy and people online are crazier. So with all of this said, I implore you to think about whether social media is really and truly a good idea for your kids and why you've been fed the line by the social media companies that it's necessary for kids today. I think it's time that we start talking about why kids need social media and why people say that if they don't have it, they won't survive. I call baloney, or as my grandfather would say, horse pucky. I know why social media needs them, because your kids are their bread and butter. I know that it's not a popular opinion, but sometimes we need to address and call out the elephant in the room. And if I've done nothing else during this episode, I hope that I've at least given you something serious to think about. Well, that's going to wrap up another show. And until next week, remember, parenting in today's digital world is challenging and difficult, but you can do this. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Your Kid's Secret Life with Lisa and Chris Good. To submit your questions, sign up for our free Cyber Alert emails, or for information on today's show, please go to yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Your Kid's Secret Life.